Good evening. What to do, baby? Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing good. Nothing good. Everything good. Everything good. So I tried to go and see if we could vote. Apparently, voting for the all MLB team, which I thought would be a nice group activity, has somehow already ended. Interesting. Um, I'm glad that they're doing this, though. I'm glad that they're beginning an all MLB team to kind of do like um, an all pro for NFL or um, an all NBA team. I think this is a necessity. So I'm really happy that the MLB has started it because they can give players that don't get Cy Young or um, or don't get MVP. It actually gives them recognition for being are extremely good. Um, and even if they're like second team All MLB, like we we still hold players that are second team All NBA in high esteem. I mean that means that they're they happen to be top three at their position in the entire league. So. I'm I'm excited for it. As you should be. Now, I here's think a, that's a lot of fun. Here's a fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. You can't lose in the NFL and still win football games. <clears throat> what? Can you believe that that man has won a Super Bowl? Yes. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, that's a quote from Trent Dilfer. Yes, it is. And I think that that's a – you cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. That was in 2019. Trent Dilfer has also said some wildly inaccurate things, so. Trent Dilfer is wildly inaccurate. Um, did you write anything down for what I wanted to discuss today, or are you just going to go off off the top of your head? Uh, I'm just going to go off the top of my head. I, uh, I I did write it down, but okay, okay. Well, so um, I I think this is awesome because I think this is a good time for this because it's a slight lull. Um where we can talk about Twitter moments of the decade where we'll get the opportunity to hash this out. And for those of you, I hope that are listening, I hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane because I got some haters, um, some that are okay, but just some that, uh, that we know took the world by storm. Also, because after this, it's going to be uh, NFL playoffs, fantasy football playoffs, College football playoffs, bowl week. So we're running the heat of football and the best part of football. So we're going to want to focus a lot more of our time on that. Um, Before we dive in, was there anything that you wanted to mention about the playoff rankings? Um, You know, all of this, uh, I apologize. If it sounds like I'm eating food, because I am. Mm, shout, delicious. Shout out to Spicy Nugs. Um, you know, to me, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty simple. Um, I am not happy with Ohio State being the number one team in the country. I just okay. am not. Um, now, a lot of Ohio State backers and a lot of anti-SEC uh, backers 
are going to attack me and, you know, be all this whatever is all end all stuff. And I get it. I really do. But Ohio State's best win this season at this very moment is either to Wisconsin or Penn State. And you can pick which one. Both of them are very uh, similar in the rankings. So you can really pick which one you want to take yeah. as their best win. And I definitely wrong, take Penn State. Those are, those are very good wins. Those are very, very good wins, okay? One was in Wisconsin. The other one was at home for Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. LSU's best win is on the road in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. Now, according to the rankings, Penn State is higher than Alabama, which they should be because Alabama – really lost that game. They had they had plenty of chances to win in against Auburn and lost that game. Now, they fell a lot farther than they should have, but at the same time, Alabama's played nobody, and that hurt them in the long run, which is why they fell farther than we would have originally thought that they would have fallen. Yeah, and this is, I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, kind of conspiracy theories about, like, the committee tanking, Alabama and tanking Auburn and tanking Florida in the rankings while bumping Wisconsin and while bumping Michigan to make Ohio State look better. I don't think that that's true. Um, I think that a lot of people, I think that a lot of people are still mad. Uh, I mean, whether you like it or not, Alabama has two losses. Auburn has three losses. Um, I think, I, I think a lot, uh, a lot of people don't understand is that the committee takes head-to-head wins into account. They just And do. they should. Right, they just do. So Alabama's behind Auburn because Auburn beat them, and that makes the most sense to everybody, right? Auburn beat Alabama. Uh, Florida, I think, beat Auburn, right? I think. Pardon me, what did you say? I said Florida beat Auburn. Yes. Yes. So that's why that's why Florida's ahead of Auburn. And then Yeah. No. And then and then and then Michigan's ahead of Ohio State. Michigan only dropped one spot because they beat Notre Dame and they beat Iowa. Right? That's yeah. why that that's why that the that's the way that they are. Right. And, and I Iowa's Iowa's above Minnesota because they beat Minnesota. So that's why the that's why the wagon is shaped the way that the wagon is shaped. Now the problem with that is that you have teams like Alabama, who is clearly better than, in my opinion, I think Alabama is better than Penn State. I think Alabama is better than Oregon. And so there, I, think, I think that Auburn and Alabama should be like 10-11. But, you know, the committee takes head-to-head wins into account, and a lot of people don't understand just how significant it really is. Uh, and it should be huge, it, and, it, and I, I mean, I agree that it should be. That's why I think that this weekend, I um, mean, with Clemson, Georgia, that's going to be incredibly, um, um, incredibly, like, huge. And you'll have Oklahoma, Baylor. That's six or seven. So this, to me, is where um, in the – oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not Georgia, Clemson. Why am I – Saying that it's Virginia it is, Clemson, it is LSU Georgia. Yes. That's playing each other. My apologies. These are going to be huge because even if LSU loses, they're not getting kicked out. Correct. 
Because they've beaten Alabama. Correct. It's just the only difference is is that basically this is coming down to if LSU loses, they're playing Ohio State. If, Georgia, if Georgia loses, they're out. But it's going to be yes. Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson, Georgia if, if Georgia, wins that, Georgia wins on Saturday. Now, I will say that I think Georgia will lose. Um, and I, I say that simply because, and people are going to call me nuts here, the winner of Oklahoma Baylor will jump on in there. I, I think that I, that would not surprise me. But this is, I mean, while it doesn't surprise me, let's say it doesn't happen. Let's say we still end with two SEC teams in the Final Four. That's where I don't get where you have all these SEC fans coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, we're being biased against. I mean, they're dropping Alabama. They're dropping Auburn. What you said is perfectly correct in the fact that people don't recognize, like, that certain things have are higher weighted. So those head-to-head matchups are much higher weighted than other things. Right. And so when it comes down to it, if you're really complaining about having two of the four in there, to me, that's absolutely bonkers. Do I agree that LSU should be above Ohio State? I do. And I agree with that simply because of who they've beaten. Now, if you want to say, oh, well, um, Ohio State has beaten number 10 and number 14. Well, not at the time they weren't those numbers. So, like, let's do you- this. Let's do this right now between the two of us, right? So, sure. LSU has beaten what is currently the number nine, number eleven, number twelve, and didn't did, did they beat Notre Dame? Or no, those Michigan. LSU, sorry, LSU did not beat Notre Dame. Michigan beat Notre Dame. Um, th- yeah. So they've beaten the number nine team, the number eleven team, and the number twelve team in the country. Okay, they've beaten yep. those three. Ohio State has beaten what is currently the ten team, the eight team, and the fourteen team. Yes. So, two top 10, 10 wins versus current what is currently two three top fifteen wins. Yes. Right. So that's that's basically what it comes down to. Both teams have two, have three top ten top fifteen wins. Some are more significant the other than others just based on where they played. Like Ohio State has beaten. Uh, Michigan on the road, they beat Penn State at home, and they beat – oh, they beat Wisconsin at home. So they, be, they, played, they played one true road game and one in a very tough environment, which is Michigan, which turned out to be not a tough environment at all because Ohio State just decided to move into that place apparently. Apparently. Um, uh, so Ohio State has not played in what my opinion is a true road game. Now, if you're going to tell me that Michigan State is a true road game, I need you to go take a lap. I flat out need you to go take a lap. Wait, sorry. Can you uh, – which one is not a road game? I said Michigan State. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Michigan State okay. was a home game. I'm sorry. If you're telling me that the best road win that you have this season is Nebraska, I literally need you to take a fat lap. <laughs> a fat lap. And I I mean, I don't care that I'm making – I might make a Ohio State fan mad. I get it. I just think that given – a mix of on the road, a mix of head-to-head matchups, a mix of how did their schedule, you know, beating two top 10 teams and a top 15 team compared to just, um, I, I see, oh, no, with Penn State sneaks in there as well as a top 10. So that makes it slightly better. Um, I just think that – I don't think that there's any huge conspiracy 
where they're moving and shifting people to give Ohio State an edge. I simply think that for whatever reason that Ohio State has given them, maybe it's margin of victory because Ohio State's really only had one close game. Um, and by close game, I mean two scores. And that was um, – that was. It's, it's uh, the eye test, right? They want – like the most complete team is, in their opinion is number one team right now, which well, I'm not going to deny that Ohio State has a great defense. <laughs> Right, their, their defense is very good and very strong. But mm-hmm. for one half of that game against Michigan, they look completely inept. Completely inept. Like you can, we can have this conversation, and, and LSU's defense is still quite a mystery to me, considering that they lose a couple of their very important starters. But, like, yes. you know, they let up 38, 38, 41, 37. Those are the biggest numbers that they put up this year. No, man, you're not going to find any disagreement from me. I'm just more along the lines of I think that that's where that might have been the tipping point. So, yes, you can use the eye test for that. You know, they might have looked inept, but they've been and I think I I'm 99 percent sure on this. They have went wire to wire for every game and in wire to wire sense, that means that they led at the end of every quarter. Uh, I believe so. I believe that is And to me, that's beyond complete. I don't know if LSU Alabama had any say against that, but um, maybe, yeah, I I think that to me, that's going to be where it comes down to. Actually, no, I apologize. LSU also went wire to wire against Alabama. They led after every quarter as well. Um, I don't know if LSU ended up doing that for every game either, but I know that Ohio State has. So I in do, terms I of complete, I do not believe so. I do not believe they went wire to wire in every game. I'm and that—that's my. The, I'm under the belief that they did not go wire to wire in every game. I believe in the uh, the Vanderbilt game. I believe they were losing after a quarter. So I, I think that I think that this kind of now solidifies in my mind where the thinking kind of big could have come from. They drubbed Wisconsin, or excuse me, yes, they drubbed them. They will drub them again. Um, they put a hurting on Michigan, and Penn State was close at a point in time. Uh, it was within ten points, and then they broke it back open to above two scores, whereas LSU did not win by as large a margin. So that's at least what I'm going to tell myself to make it seem that – and don't get me wrong. I am I like these top two where they're at in the sense that I just want them to play in the championship together. That's all I want. Here's, 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 what, here's what I'm going to say is that I, I agree. I do, want an, I do want an LSU-Ohio State final. Blocko um, coach. Go the Tigers. Only, the only reason that we're having this conversation is because the number three team in the country is the scariest team in the country. Like, oh, like and- we can we can have these discussions about how great LSU is and how great Ohio State is. Like, Clemson will show up. Like, Clemson is not a team to like you know overlook and be like ah they don't like you know it's it's a cakewalk for you know whoever whoever you know whatever. But it's just like that's that's whoever gets Clemson is that's going to be a dogfight. So whether it's whether it's Ohio State, whether it's LSU. Whether it's Georgia, for Christ's sake, like mm-hmm. whoever gets Clemson in the first round, Cle- they're going to be facing a very pissed off Clemson team, a very pissed off, very disrespected, like all the way around. Like that is going to make some for some great freaking television. Is watching a very pissed off Clemson team against whoever they play, 
in my opinion, it should be against Ohio State because I think that LSU's body of work, LSU's wins, and LSU's uh, schedule is tougher than Ohio State's. That being said, if it was LSU-Clemson, I would honestly expect that game to be on pay-per-view. <laughs> like, that's how good that game will be. Yeah, and I'm trying to see why oh, that's 17, 17. Okay. Like, that's, that's just my problem, right? So, it's like, I, and I think, personally, I, think that, I don't respect the Big Ten as a conference. Like, I, I you know, I'm I say this. I, I think that's this, all right. I'm not – I'm a Mich- – like, I root for Michigan. Like, I do all these things. But, like, I don't respect Mich- the, the Big Ten as a conference. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of people do. And I think there's, there's, some, re- there's some validation for it because no. there's no, things there's that they do that will uh, – like, when it matters sometimes, like, whether it's, like, Ohio State, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's this, that, or the other team, like – there will be times in bowl games where they just don't show up, right? I, like, it's, it's, it's the Notre Dame effect. Like, these things happen, and then, like, it comes down to the big bowl game, and then they just, like, get blown out of the freaking water like they don't even belong. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that because I think that it's tough to put four teams that are in the top 15 in a, just in a box. Um, I agree that their non-conferences are pretty difficult. Now, I'm sure some people will point out, like, Stephen F. Austin or Walford or some bullshit that people are playing. And the only reason also, kind of given what we've been talking about, I think the only reason why Clemson is number three and not higher, well, one, because their their wins, they've only played – I mean, I'm staring at their schedule right now. They have not played a – sorry, they will play their first top 25 team – in Virginia on Saturday. That's see, I don't think that's true because I think they played. I think when they played, uh, I believe and, when they played. It, uh, unless I'm looking at like maybe something changed in Florida State or Louisville. No, I think when they played Georgia Ohio. Tech, I think Georgia Tech was ranked. I believe that's the case. Okay, Regardless, I think I think they played teams, beat them, and they and then they fell out. Sorry, currently no ranked teams. Right, right, right. right. Uh, now they have drubbed. And when I mean drubbed, I mean these are disgusting, like 52 to 14. Literally the only thing that can be knocked against them is that one-point win against UNC. And that's, the only, that's, that's honestly, in my opinion, that's the only, only reason why they are not the number one team in the country. Uh, well, and I'm going to disagree with that simply because, as you mentioned, the committee takes head-to-head pretty seriously – their head-to-heads have not been nearly as impressive as LSU or Ohio State. Whether you think it's a difficult conference or not, the Big Ten has four top teams. So that's where we met to learn to put on mute people. But also, I think that that's really where this ranking will stay the same, even if Clemson had, you know, drubbed them 65 to 20. I don't see. Think see, here's the thing, though, is that, like, I, while I agree with that, you know, the committee also takes into effect, like, you know, these are, these are, you know, Clemson's a team and Alabama's a team at least that, you know, has they been around teams, yeah. for a while. Like they've been there since the beginning of this, since the beginning of this process. Right. They take that into account. That's why, that's why when they lost to Auburn, they only fell like two spots. Like 
when they lost to LSU, I'm sorry. When Alabama lost to LSU, they only fell like two spots. And that was because, uh, you know, it was A, a close game, and B, they give teams that have been in the, in the CFP before the respect that they deserve. Like, Oklahoma has a terrible loss to, since, to Kansas State, I think. And I really like Kansas State as a football team, but they're just, like, not there. And uh, the only, in my in my opinion, the only reason why they're not lower is because they've been in the CFP before. Ooh. Oklahoma, yeah, like Oklahoma does not have an, a quote unquote impressive win, right? Like an like an impressive win in the sense that they were like the better team throughout the entire game. Like they, you could point to like some Big Twelve teams that are like good. Like you could point to like Texas. You could point to like. You know, whoever. they're serviceable now at best. Right, exactly. Like, but you know, they played against uh, Baylor, and Baylor was up twenty-eight to three at one point. So it's like, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, we can have this conversation, but the only reason, in my opinion, why Oklahoma is in the top ten right now, or even in contention for this, is because they have been there. They were there last year or the year before. Like the the committee is taking this into account. So that's why, in my opinion, that if, if Clemson was undefeated, they absolutely blew the doors off of North Carolina and, like, blew everybody out, period. They would be the number mm-hmm. one team in the country right now is because they won last year. They know that they belong. And the committee knows that their entire body of work is that they, when, you know, when they need to be good, they are good. Yeah. That's, and just, so- that's just my opinion why they, why they would be the number one team. Now – you know, we've we've seen in the last two weeks that even LSU is undefeated and they still uh, put Ohio State ahead of them because they beat whoever, right? So, like, we've seen this. But it's like, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, at the end of the day, they know the body of work that they're getting with, this te- with, with Clemson, with Ohio State, with LSU. They know the body of work that they're getting with them. So, if they, if they, you know, they know that they have the best three teams in the country right now. They're still trying to figure out that fourth. But that's and and I I agree with you on that fourth one and that's why it makes it makes no sense to me why Utah should be getting a shot at this. And uh, I say that because let's see their notable marquee wins. Uh, one time ranked Washington State, I believe. One time ranked Washington. Okay. Um, and they're currently ranked only team that they played they lost to. Right. In USC. So that's why I I think that – and and I agree with you that when you get teams like Ohio State, who's already won one, Clemson has already won one, that their resume and their history has shown that, yes, we are able to provide a product. We may have one loss, even though those other teams don't. But even though we have one loss, we're still able to provide that, you know, tenacity. We're able to provide that competition. That's why I'm confused as to why Utah's even in this conversation because well, they don't have a history, and I don't think, based on who they played, that they can provide any competition. I think, let's say they sneak in that four spot, I think Ohio State will put at least sixty on their head. Here's, and I here's mean, my, no joke. Here's my, here's my only counter argument to this, and and I know that this is going to be like a cop out, and I get it, and and I I hate me for bringing up bringing this part of the conversation, but it's a true part of the conversation. Do it. And it's something that the committee actually looks at, right? Um, their, their leading rusher, their, their reason why they are any good at anything that they do offensively was out for the USC game. That's it. Mm. The only reason why they have a legitimate quote-unquote excuse against USC for the loss. 
Okay. Well, that's, now that's the only reason. Sure. So, so I hate myself for for having that. Now you're right. You're absolutely right that they that I, that they're too high and that all this stuff. But at the end of the day, Oregon was going was from the beginning the best shot for the Pac-12 to get into this. Now they have uh, two fat losses. Oregon was their best shot. I think even if if Utah blows the doors off of Oregon, and I mean blows the doors off of them, it like wins by thirty points. Only chance we are in it. We we actually have a conversation. But like at the end of the day, like if if Baylor wins, if Baylor wins, like they should have last time against Oklahoma, Baylor's going to get in. If if Oklahoma wins and absolutely dominates and says that. You know, this loss, this win was not a fluke. Like, we absolutely should have destroyed them. They'll get it. But if it's like one of those, like, Oklahoma squeaks by Baylor again, or Baylor squeaks by Oklahoma, I think Utah is a legitimate shot to get it. Okay, well, so let, let's, let's say this. Georgia loses. Yes. So there's that fourth spot wide open for, in my mind, only two teams. Right, and, and that's in everybody's mind. It's only two teams. It's whoever wins the Big 12 and whoever wins the Pac-12. Actually, and, it's really one and a half. Whoever wins the Big 12 and if Utah wins the Pac-12. It's really one and a half. Okay, okay, okay. Because if, if Oregon wins the Pac-12, Pac-12 is out. Yes, yes, they will. I completely agree with that. Um, that's why I think if Georgia loses, which I'm kind of expecting them to do, I mean, I'm also kind of hoping that they do, but hey, that's me. I'm biased. I get it. Um, I'm I'm putting the big vote with it. And I'm gonna get so much shit for it, e- e- even if even if Utah wins, because you're gonna be staring down the barrel of, you know, either an Oklahoma or a Baylor at twelve and one, and a Utah at twelve and one. Then let's take a, so same record. Now let's take and now Georgia has two losses, so they're they're toast. So that four spot is now up for grabs for these two with the same record. Now we've got at least in my mind, I, I don't even know about history because none of these teams have a great history with at least the CFP. Now we have to take in the body of work, and I truly believe that the body of work that the Big Twelve puts forth is greater than the body of work. So- so Play. this, so this me. is, so this is, so this is where I'm going to put a blindfold on, and I need you to tell me. We're uh, going to look at these teams. We're going to look at these teams blindly. We're going to look at everything, right? I'm just going to ask you three questions, and if you can answer them, I'll give you my, I'll give you the answer of what I believe the committee will do. Okay. 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 Uh, this is for this is for Utah and whoever wins the pack the the uh, Big Twelve. It doesn't have to be Oklahoma. It doesn't have to be Baylor. Just whoever okay. wins the Big Twelve. Okay. Okay. Who has the better loss? Okay. Who has the better loss? And the better loss, I mean, in the sense that they're the team that they lost to is either currently ranked. It was a three store game. It was a it was a three point to seven point game, and it was uh, on the road. That is Utah. That's that's the three criteria that I have. Okay. That's Utah. That belongs to Utah. Okay. That's one point. I I have glasses on. That's fair. That is one point to Utah. Okay. That's how I'm doing this right now. Agreed. I mean, I think that, I think that if anybody loses, it's got to be within the the top 25. So who, 
who has the better win out of all three of them? Oh, I just... Mm. Well, now I get up. I, I, I don't know Baylor's schedule, so I'm, I'm pulling up Baylor's schedule at the moment. Okay. Um, I, do, I do know Oklahoma's, and at least to me, given at the time... Right, we have to like uh, so so for at least in Utah for the sake of this conversation, we have to include Oregon in this con- in in their better win conversation. Yeah, I mean Baylor would easily be Oklahoma's biggest win. Oklahoma just came off already; they've already beat Baylor, so that was already their biggest win. If they right. can double up, if they can double up on a top ten team, to yep. me that's slam dunk. That is that is um, that is. I will agree with that. I will agree with that one hundred percent. Now. It's going to be tough because their only other – well, I can't say only other because that's a really good notable win that they have, even though it was a three-point win, is that they beat Oklahoma State. Currently, that's still a top 25 team um, as it stands. For Baylor, their loss out of all of these three teams, they have the best one loss. Baylor's got the best one loss. They have the best loss is what you're telling me? Yeah, because Baylor's only losses to Oklahoma, which is a top right. 10 team. Right, but that was at home. Okay. I mean, I still think that I, right, I still right, think no, that no, it's no, the no, right, right, right. I'm just I'm 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 again I'm in I'm engraving the whole conversation into what in my mind will be the conversation, right? So it's Utah's was a was Utah a one possession at USC uh, on at USC, and they're currently ranked, right? Yes, yes. And this and is then, why this is kind of the argument against Baylor is that barely they beat Iowa State by two. They beat Texas Tech by three. They beat West Virginia by three. See, they beat TCU by so six. These so are not decisive. That's a negative, not. but at the same time, for me personally, and this is how I view teams as, as a general whole, that's a positive for me. That means that they, they beat can go Rex out and win these three games. That they can stay in games when they're not playing their best and they can still pull them out and pull them out closely. That, that to me, so shows that they're battle-tested, that they're ready to play, and when it matters, they will make the final play. Right. But is Rice a bat? Oh, sorry. TCU was an overtime game. So, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, so was no, Texas Tech was an OT game. Jesus quote unquote, Christ! Quote unquote battle tested is like is a different word that we need to like expand the definition of. But it's like they can win one possession games and they can squ- they can they can hang tough when it's not their day, right? Yeah. Here, here's my thing, and I'm. I mean, this is going to be. I mean, it's just my opinion, so I get it. Um, You're allowed to have those, regardless of what the internet says. Let, let's say there's, let's say Utah wins, and Oklahoma both win. Utah okay. wins, Oklahoma wins, Georgia loses. Okay. I just don't see how you don't give it to Oklahoma. See, I don't I, know. I, for me, it just needs to be. I need to know what the final score is. It's all I need to know between Utah and Oklahoma. Whoever, uh, whatever the final score is between those two, I don't give make it, my decision it, off that. How big Oklahoma wins by? Because in that case, they—I mean—they beaten technically the same top team ten twice in another twenty-five. But again, right, right, right. So, so my what I, all I'm saying to that at least is that they have the worst loss of the two teams. So yes. if they go out there and beat Baylor by seven again, or by three, or however much they beat them last time, and then Utah goes out and absolutely drubs Oregon and wins by like twenty points. To me, I'm taking Utah. 
I agree. And to me, that's their only chance. That's to me. And I think you, I think you mentioned this. So I apologize if I'm, if I'm stealing a, a take here. I think that's their only chance of getting in is if they absolutely go in and make a murder scene of Oregon. Yeah. Like they, and then, they need to blow the doors off of Oregon, in my opinion, to win. Now that may still not be enough, but it's one of those things where it's like, if Utah wins by 20 plus points and Oklahoma wins by 20 plus points, now we've got a conversation on our hands. Sorry, what was that? I said, if, if you know, but it gets to the point for me where it's like, if Utah wins by 20 plus points, if Baylor wins by 20 plus points, we at least have a conversation on our hands. Now it's probably going to lean Oklahoma just based on the fact that they've beaten a top 10 team twice. But, mm-hmm. but at least we have a conversation in the sense that they showed up in a championship game and they won by a lot. They showed up in a championship game and they won by a lot and they have the better loss of the two teams. Yes. Now. So at least it's a conversation. I think it'll lean Oklahoma in that scenario, but that's, that at least will then provide a, at least a little bit of an argument and a conversation. I'm, I'm going to get take quaked here and people are going to get mad at me but i i legitimately think that let's say georgia wins so they've won the sec they've beaten lsu so you now have and clemson wins so you have two teams at 13 and 0 and you have two teams at 12 and 1 before they shake things up i think the only thing that changes is i think the exact four will stay but their rankings will shift. Right. I think Clemson would move up to two, and actually Georgia may hop to number three, depending upon how heavily they weigh that loss to South Carolina. But LSU is going to drop down to three. I think the same four. Like it doesn't matter who. Like I think if Georgia wins, then Georgia those wins, four say the exact same. If exact our, same. If Georgia wins, we have our four teams. If Georgia wins, we have one's OSU, two's Clemson. Three is Georgia, four is LSU. That's how it's going to be final. That's how it's going to be. Everyone knows that's how it's going to be. I completely agree. And I, unless you still value that, I mean, let's say LSU's only loss is now to the number four team in the country. So unless you're putting head to head that much ahead of them, unless your unless your weight is now, I, I would still probably lean LSU three, even though it really doesn't matter. Well. Well, actually, it would matter. So I would still probably lean LSU three because they beat Bama and they also didn't lose to an unranked South Carolina in overtime. Right, but then they lost to Georgia when it mattered. I guess. I don't know. They lost to Georgia. We're back into the head-to-head conversation. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it does. Which matters this year. And that's what's pissing everybody off, and I'm loving the fact that it's pissing everybody off. It's because that's what everybody's been asking for for the last 10 years. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Literally, everybody's been asking this for the last 10 years, and finally, it's pissing everybody off. Yes. So Okay. Well, I love that. I, I honestly, I do hope, and, and I don't care what people think, I think we currently have the best four teams. I would like to see these four teams stay, however the cards shake out this weekend. But you know what I love? I love seeing people get mad online. I cannot wait to see people that I've never seen from Utah get mad online. Big 12 people get mad online. I'm a Big 12 fan. I don't even care. I just love seeing people mad online. And then you get the True. great trolls that are like, hey, let me drink your tears. It's incredible. True. It is. It really does. It really does make my day. Um, speaking of being online, this is where I would put a plug. So sponsor the pod. But 
I think we should get into our Twitter moments of the decade. Okay. And that would that was a great CFP talk. I'm so that was awesome. Um, I, I I think it was just splendid, splendid for all involved. Um, what why don't you start because I've got like thirty. So I want to preface this is that I have not spent this much time on a thing, uh, okay. on, the, on a on a thing that we have we have talked about discussing. This is probably the least amount of time that I've spent on something. God now that damn being it. said, now that being said, there are things that ha- that have happened throughout the decade that everyone has forgotten at one point or another. Right? Yes. So, so you know, this is going to be one big jog of memory, and everybody being like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Everyone looked stupid that day, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this isn't necessarily number one. I've already sent you what my number one is. No, well, I don't have a number one. I'm literally, I've been on, I've been at a conference all day. So I've just been brain dumping. Uh, there's so many of them that I love. It's like my so children. I can't pick. So this is like, so, you know, we have, we have sent each other back and forth a couple. Um, I, I, I'm just saying that this is like not necessarily a moment, but a collection of moments. Okay. Um, Noah Syndergaard's Twitter account this year just deserves its own moment. Okay. Because whether okay. it was tweets, whether it was his bio, whether it was this, that, or the other thing, like his Twitter account this year was like one of the funnier things I think we've ever experienced as a society because he was – cunning he was i want to stay a met forever in his in his bio he was like i'm still a new york met as of this current moment like kind of guy like he actually had fun with everything that was coming his way about trade rumors everything like that so that's what i loved about that specifically and i just want that to be a twitter moment because we need to reward that and like mlb finally got a personality and like we need to like reward that because they don't have personalities Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that. I'll, I'll kind of start with something similar then, is since you gave a shout-out to a person. Uh, I think Tony Hawk has had an incredible decade on Twitter. I still get text messages from Tony Hawk. What? So, okay, you may not – do you remember when, like, he put out his cell phone number on Twitter and was like, hey, no. actually text me? Oh, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's shit that a bunch of celebrities are doing now. So he, so he put out his, like, phone number on Twitter and then, like – he uh, had people text him, like had people text them, and then you can like sign up for like his text messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like he'll like send you like he sent me one for like Thanksgiving. It was like Happy Thanksgiving, and like it's like a mass text thing. Oh yeah. But like if you like do something, he will and like send him a text. I'll actually read. I don't know. I don't know how the whole thing works. But anyway, I like signed up for that thing. He killed it. But his okay. his Twitter year, he absolutely murdered. Don't don't disagree. Um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go Drake versus Meek Mill. I think that was when he dropped back to back. That was an, an incredible Twitter day. Just so so many roasts, and so Meek many. Mill frankly never recovered. Um, but kind of add on to that when we figured out that Drake had a kid, that was pretty nuts. That was that was very nuts. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is tweet of the year. I don't know if this is like, I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. I'm just going to present it to you and I'm going to see what you say. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet from 2012 mm. when it was Oklahoma City has tra- traded James Harden to the Houston Rockets. Like is like is that like your favorite tweet of the ten years, or is that like a that was a significant moment in sports because James Harden became an absolute you know human monster? Um, I'm very appreciative of that because I believe that's where like that was probably like one of the biggest or something that put Woj bombs on the map. Yes, uh, so, so I still see that kind of like every anniversary that it pops up. Um, but when you get these like woge bombs, it's honestly the conversations that that are within it. Like I think that was like like I I I agree with you, and I believe that is the creation of the woge bomb. Yes. Okay, another one that I had. I'm gonna skip one because I know that you're gonna take it. Um, so I'm gonna leave it to you. Twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight to three. I was not gonna use. But I'm glad what a what a day that was. And I'll say, in my honest to God life, I thought, oh, the Patriots score one touchdown. They're still kind of in this. And I legitimately thought that because when it comes to them, like it never seems like out of out of place. So it doesn't. It doesn't. Twenty eight to three is still the most dangerous score in sports. I don't care what anyone says. Not not two nothing. Not two right. nothing. Twenty eight to three is the most dangerous score in sports. Speaking of two teams that we just talked about, the kick six, that was a great that was a great day for Twitter. The kick six was a great day for Twitter. That was um, that so, was a great day for Twitter. Um, so what's another one you got? I got I got Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And this is like twenty ten to twenty eleven. Oh just yeah. Like random, just like his random tweets that he would put out. That one of mine made it. One of mine made it. Like uh, a letter of two words that I don't even know, and then it says thicker than a kindergarten pencil. <laughs> or like Twitter is better than going to the club. Yeah, no, that that I don't disagree with. Um, another one that is my favorite and up there top for me, Scarlett Johansson, let me drink your bath water. That's that a is, Kevin. I, I, it's I a knew Kevin that you Durant. Were say that, so I left that. I left that. I, left that. <laughs> I knew that was. I knew that was it. <laughs> That's top five Twitter moments for me because it's everybody. They figure it out on their own, um, and then they're just like, "Wait, when is this? 2012? And I've been missing this. It's nuts." So um, uh, this one, this one. I don't know if this is necessarily a a good Twitter moment, but this is an mm-hmm. hilarious Twitter moment is when uh, the Patriots did this campaign where they tweeted jerseys with the Twitter handle that you had. Okay. <laughs> they, uh, they tweeted something that is very uh, not safe for anybody and said uh, that they're, uh, thanks for helping us become the first team with one million followers. And uh, I believe you know where I'm going with this. I, I don't think I have any idea what this is. Go check your Twitter DMs, and then we're going to go from there. Because I don't know how to answer this. I'll just read it. I have no shame in this game. I, oh, I think, you, I think you're going to look at it and be like, eh, maybe not. Oh, there's no way. That's impossible. Yep. There's no yep. way that that happened. Nope. Yep. How that is that? Is a th- actual, that's that is not a tweet. Actual, that is an actual tweet. 
So how did that happen? There's an N word in the tweet. Yes, it was. It was I hate, and then it was the N word. Uh, how is that on the back of a jersey? Yeah. So, so what did was, they whoever, pick out? Whoever had that Twitter account followed the Patriots on Twitter, and oh then they God. shouted out all of their followers in a, in a specific ad to do that, and then oh someone God. retweeted it, seeing that, and then that's oh how my. it all. And so that, so what you're telling me, and also that's a Gronkowski signature right there, which is even worse. Yes, um, it is. But he didn't know that. He didn't know that. I love you, Rob. Um, so they probably had, they, they did this hashtag one million patriots, and they had a bunch of people tweeted out, and they picked maybe one out of a hat. You don't think you just pick a second one out of the hat? No, so they custom made it to everybody. So like they made personalized ads for whoever you were looking at. Oh, right. oh, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> that makes it so much better because it's automated. They're so stupid. This had to have been done in like 2011. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, man, brands that are bad are so. Um, I'm going to take a slightly <laughs> kind of going out this. Oh. <laughs> Yep. That's still so good to me. Oh, man. I'm going to be eating off that one forever. But so burner accounts, I think, were huge. We had Colangelo. We had Durant. Um, we had Mitt Romney. Yep. So that was kind of nuts. Um, a lot of pretty – and I think that everybody – uh, I think that everybody uh, should live that. Now, I used to have a burner account. I no longer do. I had a couple of friends that also used to have a burner account. They also no longer do. Um, the person I, you're also talking with right now also used to have a burner account. He no longer does. I accuse Swiffer of having sex with my wife. I don't have a wife. <laughs> Good, good. Um, and this was back in 2016, but I'm reading one of my amazing friends uh, from high school. Shout out to Salisbury Steak Boy. Um, he said he asked Chipotle, question about my cheese quesadilla. Please respond ASAP. Chipotle responds, what's up? Is meat extra in the quesadilla? They responded, yes, it is. And he said, and they... That was when they used to sign all of their tweets with a name. Mm -hmm. And so the specific conversation was being handled by Shane. And uh, this Twitter account said, that's a shame, Shane. Looks like I'm going to have to bang your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, and then he liked his own tweet. So (laughs) that's an all-timer. I mean, I I think that burner accounts were huge. And I think that they're only going to get bigger. I think yes. everybody should have them. Don't don't have a problem with that. Let's um, see. You go. I have oh, I have well. a little bit of breaking news. Mm, yes. I have a. Um. The New York Metropolitans. Mm, yep. Give it to me. May have just been sold. 
Well, they've been sold in five years. What? No, seriously. If you look at the terms of the agreement, is that the amount that, um, excuse me, Steve Cohen, right, that will be buying the Mets for, it's increasing every year. So he will take over what the Wilpons do in five years from now. So the Wilpons will five years. The Wilpons will be owning the Mets for five more years, and then year six is when Steve Cohen, who will make the Mets currently worth Steve Cohen currently worth nine point two billion, will make the Mets owned by the richest owner. So nine point two billion comes into the tally of the richest owner. Uh, so what you're telling me is that in five years, the New York Mets will have the highest payroll in baseball. Oh, got him. Got him. Get their ass, salary cap. Mess them up. Take them to church. Whoa. You can have gifts as Twitter ABIs now. What? Shout out, shout out at dubstep for dads. He's got a he's got a sea turtle that changes colors. That's freaking sweet. Okay, um, I've got a fifty cent tweet. Fifty cent was great. Um, he told oh lord, I got two of them. He once in a video told Floyd Floyd Mayweather that if he could read one full page of Harry Potter without messing up, and he could pick the page that he'd give $750,000 to the charity of Floyd's choice. Floyd Mayweather would not do it, which means Floyd Mayweather hates charity. Hates charity. (laughs) I thought you were going to be the uh, grandma's making me take out the trash. That's the one I was about to read. (laughs) That's where I thought you were going to go. Oh, thank God. I can't believe my grandmother's making me take out the garbage. I'm rich. Fuck this. I'm going to go home. I don't need this shit. Um, to over 150,000 retweets, and that was in 2010. So imagine how much it's ballooned to now because he didn't delete it. Yeah. Okay, that was a great one. Let's see. I've got I've got so many. I I could just keep running forever. So this may not be a Twitter moment, um, but it will be because uh, it's a GIF. Oh uh, hell yeah! Anything that involves Steve Bomber. Um, needs to be a Twitter. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I want to work for Steve Ballmer so bad. It hurts. I want him (laughs) to be my, I want him to be my boss because I want every day. I want to wake up or have somebody with the same energy around me as Steve Ballmer. I would be the most successful person of all time. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm thinking about this now for the first time. I think Mm -hmm. I'd be crushed. Absolutely crushed to find out that Steve Bomber did drugs. Like, if Steve Bomber did drugs and everybody found out about it, I think it'd be crushed. Kind of wouldn't surprise me. I want that to be, like, his natural energy. <laughs> I want that to be, like, his natural, just, like, his way that he reacts to everything. Yes. Like, if he's in a movie theater, like, I want him to be, like, standing up and clapping and just, like, flailing his arms. I would love that to be just his natural energy. I'd be crushed. Absolutely crushed. Okay, well, so then um, what do you think wh- – which one are you going to talk about? Are you going to talk about what I think you're going to say, the video that, that popped up on my timeline today? 
There's all of them. Like, all, literally any moment that you want to talk about, because all of them are just wonderful. Right? Yeah. From the introductory press conference of Kawhi and Paul George to, like, him on the sidelines this year to him on the sidelines in the playoffs last year. Like, lit- like the, the, he ripped it out. Like, he ripped one of his sleeves this year celebrating so hard. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to give an honorary Twitter moment of the previous decade to Steve Ballmer for the, um, the Windows introduction. Ooh, that is good. That is very good. And also a video popped up on my timeline today of um, Steve Ballmer and Bill Gates doing a Austin Powers parody video. Oh, hell yeah. In full costume, full regalia. Feel free to check my timeline. It's up there. It, it just got a retweet. I didn't have anything good that I could quote tweet it with. I just wanted people to see it. They deserve. Whoever brought that to my attention deserved a great retweet. Um, so there, there's that. This is, um, a huge one. D's nuts. Mm, Massive, massive. Anything like that, anything like Ligma or anything, just, just, just bait, just strictly bait. But D's nuts was the original bait. Yeah. Another, another one that I, because I know that I have so many more than you. At the moment, it's nuts to me. Nobody talks about this anymore. Nobody talks about this. For a good, like, three, four months, there were clowns everywhere. Yes. With murder yes, weapons. And, yep. and, like, I was in college for this, as were you, and we were, like, advised to, like, stay inside and there because this was when uh, Yik Yak was big, um, and TikTok just stole that name now that I'm thinking about it. Um, wow, that, that they did just ripped it. Um, and nobody did a damn thing. Nobody did a damn thing. There was no videos of these clowns actually, like, fighting people. It was just getting them scaring the shit out of people. And everybody let it fly like it was, you know, hunky-dory. We were ruled by clowns for a few months, and people just choose I mean, I, I, to I ignore it. I personally argue that we still are owned by clowns today. <laughs> yeah, this – I mean, this a uh, – th- this, this is run by clowns. So th- this podcast is run by clowns. So. Um, so I have two more. I have two more on my dog. Oh, man, I'll be able to go forever then. Okay. One is uh, the video of the kid running around – the pool, the tub, the pool with scissors. Oh, that's awesome! I forgot about that one. I just DM'd it to you. Like that is that will forever be my favorite video of all time. Yes, yes. I think a huge and like if you if you go look at the mo- like the hashtag Twitter moments of the decade. There's a laundry list of things. Yes, and I think that I think that people made a critical mistake. In this Twitter moment of the decade, did not. But I think that a lot of people did in making this like, Twitter moments of the decade was not Vine moment. <laughs> no, it's not. But it could be because Vine was very much part of this decade. No, and, and I agree. I agree. I think Vine could be an entirely separate one where I still watch. Yeah. I still watch like 20 and 25 minute compilations of vines because they're still so fucking funny. And I've seen all yep. of them in a loop and they're always funny. So I think that vine deserves its own like special thing. I think Twitter might've bought vine. 
So maybe, maybe so that Twitter, could be an So my understanding is that Twitter bought Vine and then they got rid of it altogether. Yes, I mean they they deleted it. It's gone. It's gone yes. from the from the interwebs. But I think that there are a few uh, there there are a few of them that that lead up there. Um, Wait, so I just found the Tony Hawk tweet that like I don't think you mentioned, but absolutely should be mentioned out loud. Sure. Yeah. So it's like uh, somebody tweeted when there's a race war is happening and you you gotta kill Tony Hawk. Oh yeah. She's a, a picture of a guy with a gun crying. And Tony Hawk replies <laughs> to the tweet goes, I appreciate the hesitation though. <laughs> oh yeah. Tony Hawk is uh, and you mentioned earlier the the option of doing like a or like maybe it's a segment or something like a travel portion or even a whole separate podcast about travel. I think Tony yeah. Hawk is the perfect person for that also because he has so many stories about like him taking a skateboard on a plane and somebody goes, Oh, who do you think you are? Tony Hawk? He goes, maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that one to, to the attention. Um, Sharkeisha. No, mm. that is a good one. This girl got her, you know, she got decked. Um, man's not hot. Took Twitter by storm. There are a lot of people that got their careers from Twitter. So yep. Lil Nas X, Mason Ramsey, um, Super Hot Fire, Man's Not Hot. There are a lot of people. Yes, yes, they got their. Um, yeah, um, let's see. I I will I will just do my last one since you're just gonna go for a while. Yep. Uh, this last one is one that not a lot of people know of, and I sent this to you a couple days ago. Okay. A lot of people don't know this one, so I'm I'm just going to explain this, okay? <clears throat> Dan Dockage. Anything that begins with Dan Dockage is just, just its own little thing. Um, is a commentator for ESPN. Yes. Him and Jeff Goodman went back and forth uh, last year, uh, it, or – Two years, well, two years ago in January, they went back and forth about a guy who was averaging uh, 18 and seven, and Dockage said that he had no game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they went back and forth. As they and, uh, Jeff Goodman goes, so uh, if 18 points and seven rebounds a game are no game, what is 1.6 points a game and one rebound? Uh, what is what does that do? And Dockage replies with, whose is that? Now, there's only one answer to this. And it's the obvious answer. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, is that's the factual answer. <laughs> no, he got actually roasted. Jeff he, he got... then replies with, it was his sophomore year stats. Oh. He got backhanded. Like, if you ever, ever get into a... Uh, get into a uh, Twitter argument with Dan Dockage, you just have to reply, hey, my sophomore year stats are better than yours. Yeah, he can't prove me wrong. He can't find them. No, he cannot. Um, and I think that this is a Dockage tweet too, but um, oh man, never mind. I'm going to have to find this one later. But Dan Dockage tweeted about um, somebody, like a, a celebrity died and Dan Dockage went into a restaurant and um, felt the need to tell this person that they would die. And he was like, 
I'm botching it. This is terrible. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm botching it. So let's see. Uh, just do Cardell. Oh, I didn't have that one. I'll let you use it. You sent it to me. Yeah, but I forgot about it. It's not on my list. Uh, okay. Uh, Cardell Jones's tweet from 2012. Why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't coming here to play school. Classes are pointless. <laughs> Could be the best Twitter moment of the decade. Oh, yeah. So glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, man. Black and blue versus the white and gold dress. Yep. Yanni versus Laurel. Oh, I forgot about that one. Okay. I'm writing down some of yours to give you some credit here. Um, uh, an, an honorable mention, because I do have some recency bias, Epstein. Those were all incredible. Um, let's see. I have Damn Daniel on here. Nice. The What Are Those? I thought that was pretty good. Have you seen the No More Pomegranates video? Yes. Okay. That one, that lady's up there. Until I figured that out it was fake. But. Oh, that's that's disappointing now. 21 Savage being British. At least me, I'm, I'm, I always try to like tap into like hip hop rap Twitter because that's pretty much all I listen to. And figuring out that 21 Savage was British was are like some of the best content I've ever had. And it's not even, it's not even close. Um, let's see. Dear Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Sweet Brown. <laughs> um, we already talked about clowns. 2016 finals. I think everything with the 2016 finals, like even if it was like, because it was such like, uh, like a huge moment in time that we got such incredible content out of it. I I loved it. I loved it. Yep, I did too. Mm, is a hot dog a sandwich? That one. I no, mean, it's anything. A Boom. Uh, okay, well, I was gonna say a sub sandwich, but okay. Or um, or it could be a taco. Is a hot dog a taco? No oh, shit. I've actually never heard anybody argue that one. I I can't do that now. It's going to kill me. Um, the let's see. I think I've got because I'm saving my 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 Woj bomb for last. Okay. A- Anthony Jesselnik had some extremely ill-timed tweets on purpose. Um, if you watch Anthony Jesselnik stand up, I usually like a no holds barred type stand up where everything's up for go. Um, and he talked about that he enjoyed or he still enjoys tweeting like immediately after like tragedies. I mean, if you like dry humor, they're arguably funny, but that's a different story. Uh, did you ever see the Jones barbecue and foot massage video? Of course I do. I still quote it to this day. Thank God. That's an incredible Jones barbecue and foot massage. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, we could have definitely gone on for a while about uh, Vine. My, I love currently at the moment, I'm obsessed with the Baby Yoda ones. Uh, somebody brought up the fact that 
like baby Grinch is cute, you can go straight to hell. Just go, you know, uh, go to jail. Do not collect 200. Do not pass go. It's nuts. My last one, which I have no idea how you didn't bring up. Well, we also kind of, uh, before this, we kind of talked about the um, everybody photoshopping the Players Tribune Durant article. That's mm-hmm. still funny to me. I still think that's funny. Um, I still get content out of that. My last one, and this is my number one, and there is not even close. There is not a second. I mean, there, of course, a second. Like, there's going to be, it's probably 50 Cent or the Clowns. Harambe. That is, that is, I'm very, I'm actually very uh, upset I did not bring that up first. RIP in peace, my sweet prince. It's, those jokes still play. If you don't think Harambe is still funny and you're listening to this, you never listen to another episode. Mm. Still funny. Yeah. Yeah. There, there will be. I mean, the fact that we got so much content and people were doing dicks out for Harambe. For, for not, somebody just made that up and people were like, yeah, that seems reasonable. Let's go with it. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, and then people were trying to piggyback off of like other deaths like Bantu and Cecil, the lion. Like, nope, nothing will top it. Because that was like, that was like somehow Twitter agreed that this was outrageous. And also there was the video of him dragging the kid. Mm-hmm. That happened three years ago. I, at least once every five years, because he's, that kid is pretty young. I'm going to need to know where are they now? Like, oh, maybe he's just starting high school. Oh, well, you know, maybe he decided that he's going to get an engineering degree. Like, I, I just need to know. Because it's got to be on a resume somewhere. It's got to be there. Whoa, I forgot a heater. And I'm going to put this one on yours because my list is too long. Okay. I'm going to give you credit for this because we were talking about it and it made me think of it. Do you know the Ray Allen tweet? Uh, There are multiple Ray Allen tweets. You're going to have to be like a little bit more specific. I don't think there are, frankly. I think there's just one. I didn't know. I I didn't know that Ray Allen tweeted. This is explicit. There's got to be more than one. I do. I think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, you're talking about. It it was meant to be a direct message to a, a young lady. Yes. I'm getting there. When you expletive, think about blank. I, I, I'm not going to read this. This is a kid's program. But literally just uh, yep, Google. Yep. Just Google yep. Ray Allen tweet. I see it. I see it. That was, that was <laughs> totally meant to be a text message. <laughs> And but you got to think though, man. That was um, oh man, when was that? That was that was like a, that was no later than 2012. So nope. this this was when people like were just 
were just coming to Twitter. Like I joined, I think in, Oh, or sorry, maybe 2010, 2011. So like I haven't been in there for a decade and that's what like, like 20, 2011 to 2015 was people were really feeling it out. Mm-hmm. I think Twitter will never get as popular. It will never be as popular and it will never have as good of content as the year that 2016 provided. And to me, the year of Twitter has to be 2016 because you had the election and everything that comes along with it. And yeah. you had and you had Harambe. You had my top vote. Oh, and 2016 was those those NBA finals as well. I mean, and I think Vine was still going. I think. Yes, I believe so. Was the kick six then, or was that 2017? The kick six was 2017. Okay, I mean, they, like these are these are all heaters, man. They're coming in real hot. So a lot True. of the ones that we had. I've still, I've got to give it up for 2016. I've got to eat, like, as much as people hate politics, like, the jokes that people were getting off were absolutely sensational. They really were. So I, I appreciate you uh, for, for taking some time, and I'm glad I Googled that tweet on my work computer. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, I'm I'm glad that we could take this trip down memory lane. This was a good, you know. This was this was needed. This was very this, needed. This was a 35 minute conversation about Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um. So so before we wrap up, because we need to wrap up, unfortunately. Yes. Um, I, I agree. I have I have uh, I, one thing that I want to say, and I sent this to you, so you really have no excuse to have not read this at this point. Oh damn it! That means I haven't. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if the people have seen it. Sure, they have. It's been everywhere. Uh, the Peloton commercial. I actually haven't even seen it. Oh, is that where this? Sorry, to go back to your video. That's the kid running around. It's a knife. Yes. Yes. Wait a second. Give me, give me like five seconds. And let me see what you have. I also, I also. Yeah, I like the reaction. No, even no. clearly as a knife. Okay, Peloton commercial. I apologize for the interruption. It's fine. No, the Peloton commercial uh, about the woman who gets the Peloton bike for Christmas and then like makes a video like showing how she used it like over the last year. Well, folks, he's gone out on us. What a, what a way to end. I've only seen awkward pictures of this Peloton commercial, so frankly, I have no idea what he's talking about. Hopefully, he'll come back in. I don't know if he's going to, um, you know, Peloton came out in a statement saying that they're they're pretty disappointed in the way that it's been intended. Quote, disappointed. Oh, is he back? Hi. Hey. All that right. Continue weird. your talk. That was weird. I yes. lost you there for a second, and now you're back. That was really weird. Yeah, well, I lost you, and I had to keep talking like a loon. Uh, okay, well, we're going to make this shorter then. Uh, so it was one of the weirder ads that we have ever seen in this lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Did we get to that point? Which point did I did I stop talking? 
uh, probably like three words in, so you've already gotten farther than you did earlier. Okay, cool. So uh, we're talking about the Peloton ad here, okay? Mm-hmm. The Peloton ad with like the lady who gets it for Christmas and then like shows it, like makes a video for like the entire year of how she uh, uses the Peloton bike. It's supposed to be a nice ad for like people at home to like, you know, encourage to get loved ones the Peloton for Christmas, I think. I don't know. I'm not really sure what the purpose of this video was. Um, someone, I don't know who, someone then decided to create a 50 questions that I have about this Peloton ad. Oh, wow. I did not see that. <laughs> so I think the real thing is, is that you need to watch the Peloton ad first. Okay. And then go question by question. Because as this goes along, this gets better. Mm. We go from what is going on here, that is the first question, to is she not allowed to spend money or something, to was he dragging it up the sidewalk over the landing and across the floor at 4.30 in the morning after they had already set up the tree with other presents, what if she thought he was a robber, what if she thought this was a cringe situation where somebody was popping into their house in the middle of the night to steal their presents, Ooh, I like that. To what if she shot him? Mm, I like that one, too. Why are these parents freaking out over an exercise bike before their daughter has opened a single present on Christmas morning? Uh, Would it even surprise you at this point to learn this guy woke up his daughter in the middle of the night of Christmas and made her help him bring the forsaken, the godforsaken electronic bicycle into the house? How okay, much so, do you hate these people already? I got to find this. Uh, 50 questions. Is it? Are you on Uprox? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch the commercial. Like whenever you decide, like you can it's hang on, around. It's on Uprox. You can, yeah, I see. I got I to gotta, I gotta book it. But uh, it's on Uprox. I highly recommend that if you have a good 15 minutes to yourself uh, at work and you are bored, uh, read this. This will make you laugh out loud hysterically. Okay. I'm here for it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do that when you hang up. It's going to be at the end. Okay. Do you have any shout-outs or any last-minute to-dos? You know what? I have two shout-outs. They're very yeah. two simple shout-outs. Uh, my first shout-out goes to uh, the Dayton men's basketball team. Woo-hoo! Really killing it. Uh, one loss, but uh, we're, we're proud of the boys, and they are, uh, they're doing well. Yep. My... Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm eating a spicy nug. That's that's great content right here. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dayton Dayton coming in second in the Maui tournament was pretty awesome. Uh, I think that I, I don't know whether to be like happy or like nervous that they're number 19 in the country. I'm extremely happy about it, but I also don't want to see just you know some one and done where they'll lose to like a BS you know George Washington and then be out forever. So I think that this gives hope to the opportunity of winning one game, possibly two in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, and and uh, they already have a first round pick. That's a starter for them. So I really hope that OB stays healthy, but continue. Uh, my second shout out uh, belongs to, uh, I just had it. Now it's gone. I don't know what I did with it. Uh, my second shout out belongs to, I had it. It's gone. I don't know where it is. Um, 
My second shout-out is Dwayne Wade. Mm, thank God. My second shout-out is to Dwayne Wade for two reasons. Uh, one, for supporting his son, because that's what all dads should do, support their son. Yes. So shout-out to him for being a good father. Yes. My second shout-out is, uh, is to call out Eric Spolstra. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Spolstra is not coaching the Heat tonight uh, in their game against the Celtics. He uh, has returned to Miami for the birth of his second son. Uh, which congratulations to him and his wife, and we hope that everybody's healthy and happy. Um, Dwayne Wade quotes the tweet and goes, isn't this load management? <laughs> like, absolutely. Like just, like, just fire him into the sun. Load mismanagement. Like, you have a you... – <laughs> he's having a kid for, for God's sake. You think We're having this load management conversation. I love it. I love it. Uh, and then my third shout out, even though I said I had two, my third one goes out to uh, fans everywhere who are listening to this podcast, which is probably about four of you. Hell yeah. For uh, inspiring us to do greatness and uh, bankrupt, bankrupting Vegas any chance that we have. Of course, and uh, before before I let you go, Matt, I only have one uh, kind of what's well, a one point five shout outs. Um, shout out to Trill Whiskers, who is my Twitter account of the decade for always keeping me laughing, literally on the daily basis. Um, basketball, hip hop, um, sports in general, whatever it is, he's an absolute. Um, you know, at Trill Withers, absolutely incredible follow. Uh, but also one thing that uh, he's a huge like proponent of, and I think everybody should be. And even though there are, you know, there may not be that many people that listen, that's okay. Um, everybody that does listen, there are clothes drives, there are canned food drives, there are a lot of things going on. If you've got something, I mean, cans are only like a dollar, two dollars. Getting a couple of them, dropping them off somewhere. Um, whether you go to church or not. Most churches have them. You can just drop them off. Uh, most workplaces are doing something. So just try to participate a little bit. You don't have to go spend a whole paycheck or anything. I mean, a little bit helps everybody. So just try. We'll, uh, we'll get there somehow. Love it. And I'm going to watch this video after you leave. So, uh, Well, everybody uh, enjoy, the rest of your, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh... – Jib jab, swag swag, and uh, go, Daggers. <laughs>